Hi guys, welcome to the Slightly Different Sports Podcast. It's been a while since I sat down in front of a microphone, but I think this is probably the thing um, that I need to do with the blog and the website and everything else behind the brand itself. Um, I think this is probably the next direction that I should be moving in. So, I'm sitting down and uh, turn the microphone on, and I got a couple things I want to talk about. Um, I wrote a blog today about All-Star Games and how I'm tired. I'm tired of the All-Star Games. I'm over it. Uh, I don't know if it's because I'm not a kid anymore or because I just don't, you know, I'm just not interested in watching a game that has no stakes. I guess either of those things are possible. Uh, It was a magical thing when you were a kid, you know. You get to see the best of the East against the best of the West up against each other but I think you realize as well that you know it's not it's it's not real <laughs> you know the older you get you realize it's, it's not a real thing it's all rigged they're fucking around with each other you know you can tell that they're goofing off when you're a kid too but you don't truly understand how much of a joke it is until um you're older and you can understand the competitiveness in the regular season you know um and now having been in anguish over the Sixers for, I don't know, past five, six years, um, you understand the severity of the game and how much it means to the guys that are on the court and the people in the office and the rest and the fans too. Um, and when you see those guys laughing and dicking around out there uh, during the All-Star weekend, then, you know, it's, it's just not the same. Um, and I know it's not supposed to be the same, but I am over it. I don't want to watch it anymore. Um, pissed that they uh, dedicate a weekend in the middle of the of the uh, NBA season to it. Um, and in real, in all reality, I guess um, the NBA season doesn't. Ugh, fuck, the NBA season doesn't really start until the All Star game is over. So now it's crunch time, um, and that leads me to my next topic. If you guys want to see a more flushed out. Um, talk like opinion on the all-star game and the all-star weekends then head over to the blog um and you can read that so next thing i wanted to talk about is lebron james one of my very favorite things to talk and argue about uh it was michael jordan's birthday the other day but we're not gonna talk about him because he's not the greatest of all time lebron james is okay so i have a friend uh, who is just as into sports as I am. Um, and he sent me something the other day. Now, I haven't asked his permission to uh, go ahead and talk about this because I guess, I don't know if it's his conspiracy theory or if it's just a conspiracy theory in general, but um, he has a conspiracy theory regarding LeBron James. Now, listen, I'm an unabashed LeBron James slurper. I love him. I think he, I mean, not in that way, but I think he is the greatest basketball player we have seen. Uh, better than Jordan, better than Russell, better than fucking Wilt. I don't, I don't care. You know, Wilt was playing against fucking plumbers. Jordan was playing against plumbers. You know, the game has changed. LeBron is playing against the highest, the very highest degree of athlete that you can possibly be playing against. I think the NBA is undoubtedly the the sport, the modern day sport that you have to be the most athletic in in all categories to be the best. 
LeBron James is a monster. He can play any sport that he wanted and dominate the competition. I'm 100% confident. I, I'm not even willing to listen to people that will tell me otherwise because they're wrong. You know, they're wrong. It's it's not even... It's just a cold take to, to think that Jordan is better. I don't care. Now I'm going to get into this. I, I'm not going to get into this, though. I, I promise I won't. The ring thing... You, come on, man. Come on. You can't tell me the ring thing's going to be your main argument for, for Jordan over LeBron. You know who he was playing against. LeBron James is playing against fucking 73 and... Oh, man. 73 and 9 Warriors. Yeah. 73 and 9. In this era of NBA. That's who LeBron James had to go up to, okay? That's why, that's why he doesn't have six rings. That's why he doesn't have as many rings as Jordan. Now, if you're telling me that those Jordan Bulls team, those teams, would have beat the 73-9 and Warriors team, or the team, you know, even the team now, with KD, with Steph, with Clay, with the Marcus Cousins, if you're telling me that Jordan Bulls team would beat this Warriors team, ah, man, I don't know what to tell you. You need to get committed to a psych ward because you're out of your fucking mind. There's no way. It's not possible. I'm not willing to listen to anybody's opinion tells me otherwise. You know, people that say Jordan is the best are either just dick riders or they're living in the past. Now, sometimes you see kids that will argue that Jordan's better, right? They don't know because they weren't alive. If you were born in 98, you can't argue. If you were born the year I was born, you cannot, you are not allowed to argue that Michael Jordan is a better basketball player than LeBron James. I won't hear it. No way. You weren't even alive for it. How the fuck do you know? Did you sit and watch all that shit? Now I know you can flip that argument the other way and say, well, how are you going to say LeBron's the best if you didn't get to watch Jordan? And I've argued about that with people too, but, you know. LeBron James is the greatest basketball player to ever live. It's true. But I want to get to the uh, to the thing I wanted to talk about uh, regarding LeBron. So, it's not um, it's not unpopular uh, for people to think that LeBron is some type of managing owning, playing NBA star. It, you know, people understand that he does more than play, right? We know that people call him Le GM, you know? Uh, yeah, it's a funny nickname, whatever, but it's just kind of true. He has more power than some of these fucking general managers do. This guy gets what he wants, for the most part, besides this Anthony Davis thing, which is a whole nother story for another time, but um, I think he has something going on with the NBA, like behind the scenes. Um, people have said that the NBA has been rigged for years and years. I think if we're being honest, it's probably the most rigged 
um, as far as rigging goes, it's it's not crazy. You can't really tell. But there has to be things going on behind the scenes in all of these sports, really, that are fishy, that are match fixy, that are just... Eh. And I want to talk about this thing with LeBron. I'm going to start right now. So this is a text message that my buddy sent me a couple days ago. It was late at night. <laughs> um, so here we go. It starts with, hear me out. And then it follows with this. LeBron is literally playing up this injury. While picking and choosing games, he is playing to get rest, not to get hurt, and growing his brand. He's been spending more time with his family and more time running his businesses and is still pulling strings within the Lakers. Now, that's where I'm going to stop for the first time. That is true. LeBron James, we, we know this. If you're in the sports world, you know. He has a company with uh, Maverick Carter. And I believe it's called Undefeated um, or Uninterrupted. One of the two. I, I forget. Um, but that the shop documentary that's on HBO, that show, um, that's part of the thing he does with Maverick Carter. And this whole move to L.A., uh, people foreshadowed. Lots of analysts, not really analysts, but people knew that he was coming to L.A. And it's not just because he wants to play with these young guys on the Lakers, you know. Um, they're not that amazing. It's Los Angeles. It's Los Angeles, California. Sunny SoCal. You know, he wants to be there with business, movies, film, money. It's This wasn't just a basketball move. Um, and... I think a majority of the reason he came to L.A. in the first place was so that he could work in his fi on his film stuff, his production company. That's really important to him. Uh, he's he said that multiple times. Um, and I think LeBron's a really smart guy, you know. He's, he's there to um, make money because basketball is not going to be able to support him forever as much as I want to say that LeBron's going to be able to play till he's 48 <laughs> uh your body his body's not going to last that long the rate at which he trains the rate at which he plays the you know this guy plays a full clip like there's no stopping him um and I think when he when he starts to dilapidate he's going to be able to just call it and say I'm done you know I don't want to come back that's it. He's not going to retire like Jordan did because his dad got killed because of his gambling debt. Uh, that's not going to happen. Another story for another time. Um, but anyway, uh, back to back to the thing that my friend sent me. The team itself is a 10 seed as we stand without LeBron playing over 50% of the time. You can check that stat. And to be honest, they might be able to make the playoffs without LeBron, but in the middle of the injury spell, in quotes, rumors came out about trades for Anthony Davis, and to my dismay, rumors about firing Luke Walton, all of which came from the LeBron camp. Again, that's true. LeBron has his own camp. He carries so much media weight because of who he is and how good he is and how much power he has in the state of the NBA. Um... And that's that's where these rumors did come out. But now you've realized that all this Luke Walton talk, Luke Walton's getting fired, it's done. It's gone. You know, it's been, what's today, the fucking 18th? 
it's been two weeks since free agency ended. Um, and now there's no talk of that, you know. Uh, the All-Star break is going to be over, not tomorrow, but the next day, uh, if I'm correct. And I haven't heard anything more about that. So as far as I'm concerned, Luke Walton is the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. And when they make the playoffs this year, not if, uh, he'll continue to be the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. And he won't get fired next year if they make the playoffs. But there's no way. I don't see it happening. I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he's solid. Um, okay, back to the uh, to the message. Before I get into this, I want to express that Luke Walton almost took the 2018 Lakers to the playoffs, and I think his ceiling is limitless as a head basketball coach, but I digress. During this period, LeBron came back at, came back for a game against the Jazz and then sat out the next night versus the Warriors, basically showcasing the talent for other teams to see. Okay, makes sense. So what that what that means is, you know, LeBron sat out so that his team could play, right? And they almost beat the Warriors that night, I think. Um, or did they beat the Warriors that night? I don't remember. Anyway, um, LeBron let the young guys play so that other GMs from other teams could see the way that they were playing and say, oh, wow, you know, maybe we will give uh, give the Lakers this guy or these guys for those guys. Um, and I think it was, it was really so uh, Del Demps, who was the... GM for the New Orleans Pelicans no longer he was fired uh, so that he could see but it didn't happen the Lakers offered the Pelicans so many players for fucking Anthony Davis and he said no he said nah I'm good and now Anthony Davis doesn't even want to play for the Pelicans so Del Demps really fucking screwed the pooch on this one like terribly um, anyway, back to the text. Um, so when the last third of the season comes around, LeBron will start playing more and more, building chemistry with his young teammates and somehow magically making the playoffs, which I agree with. After having nearly three months off being the all-star captain and trying to dismantle his own team for one guy, LeBron will lead the Lakers to the eighth seed where that, where they will meet drum roll, please the Warriors. The Lakers and the league possibly wanted AD to get traded there, so the first-round matchup would have been LeBron and Anthony Davis versus the Warriors and DeMarcus Cousins. The most epic first-round battle ever. Which, I don't know if it's the most epic first-round battle ever, but it's going to be epic for sure. Uh, last night, after watching LeBron not play defense on Ben Simmons, I realized that he was most likely challenging him to shoot so he could get better. LeBron's history with Ben and the multiple signs that he supports him as a superstar i.e. not signing with the Sixers, shows that there is more to what is going on than meets the eye. Why is LeBron deciding to play against the Sixers but not the Warriors? Why is LeBron joking with Ben during the game but not his own teammates? Is LeBron more than the GM? Is he the owner yet? Could LeBron, the Lakers, and the league's higher-ups be pulling some magnificent veil over our heads while simultaneously passing the torch? Could Ben Simmons actually be the next crowned king without us knowing? Okay, so it's a lot to digest. It's a lot to digest, for sure. Now, 
I don't know necessarily where the jump from in, in that all that came from. Um, from LeBron passing the torch to, to Ben Simmons. Uh, but it was, however, illogical, to, or not illogical, but uh, however strange the jump from what we were talking about to Ben Simmons uh, becoming the new poster boy for the NBA, however weird that jump was, there's a point. I There is most definitely a point. LeBron is coming to the very end of his career, uh, as much as I hate to say that. He will eventually fade into obscurity. Uh, he will always be the very best, in my opinion, until we see somebody that can do everything he can do at a rate at which he can only do. Then I will be the one that says LeBron is and will be the best that we've ever seen. Um, I guess as athleticism and the technology behind creating great athletes advances, uh, maybe I will be proven wrong. I hope I'm proven wrong because I love watching good basketball. I love watching good sports. I love watching good players win too. Um, Ben Simmons being the next crowned king without us knowing. I don't know. Really, I don't know about that. I don't know if Ben has what it takes to be the guy that uh, that's the face of the NBA. I don't know if he's going to be the next thing. I don't know if he's going to be the guy that every single team would kill to have. Sure, Ben Simmons is good. Um, but I don't even think his personality, per se, is the same as LeBron. I'm trying to think back to when I was younger. Um, if if Simmons or if LeBron was anywhere close to Ben Simmons in his personality, I guess kind of. You know, I think Ben Simmons is pretty quiet as far as uh, some of the more boisterous noises uh, or people in the NBA go. You know, I think he's he's pretty quiet. He kind of keeps to himself. Um, he works hard. Um, I guess he is similar to LeBron in that way. LeBron has become more outspoken as time uh, went on, but those those Cavs teams that he was on uh, in the mid-2000s, you know, when he was playing with fucking Mo Williams, Sojournis Gilgauskas, those kind of guys, you know, he was quiet now that I think about it. So I guess maybe their personalities line up. Um, although I do think LeBron is a better player uh, and was a better player, at this point in his career versus uh, versus Ben Simmons. And don't get me wrong, I'm a Sixers fan, <laughs> uh, diehard, and I I love Ben Simmons, and I love uh, what he does on the court, and I think he's going to be one of those players that really can cement our place in NBA history if if uh, if the team can if the team can rally around him, uh, you know, with with Embiid, with Jimmy Butler, with Simmons himself with Tobias Harris, uh, Bobet off the bench, you know, J.J. Redick and T.J. We could win a chip this year, you know. We could. We could go do it. Uh, but uh, I want to go back to what I was talking about. Uh, I don't think Simmons is the next king of the NBA, really. Uh, I don't. I don't think we're going to get that again. I think 
maybe that died with LeBron or that will die with LeBron. You have these guys spread out on so many different teams. You have Steph on the Warriors. You have uh, Giannis on the Bucks. You have Anthony Davis on the Pelicans. I don't know how long he'll be there. But um, you have Russell Westbrook. You have James Harden. I feel like there is more talent in this league right now in uh, superstars than there was when LeBron uh, came into the league in in uh, the early 2000s and just started to dominate. You know, there was a really good player, sure. Uh, I, I won't say that. Dwayne Wade was at his peak or entering his peak when LeBron came into the league. Um, entering, let's say entering his peak because he's not that much older. Um and the landscape of the league was different. Um, I just think there was more of an opportunity for LeBron to be the one to talk about. The player. The best player in the NBA. Year in, year out. Now I feel like that changes. That can change. LeBron's still in the league now. But there are guys on every team that can be the best player in the league. Like I just I just listed those guys. You know, you have a player and I'd say there's one of those superstar players, uh like superstar quality players on maybe one in every two or three teams. Um and though it's it's changing. I think what we're headed to is one year, let's say, Embiid could be the best player. One year, you know, Harden could be the best player. But these guys are coming towards, you know, maybe the end of their primes too. Not Embiid, but, but Harden and Westbrook and Lillard. And they're still young, but they're not going to be able to do what they can do now at the rate at which they're going uh, forever. But I don't think we're going to crown a new king. I don't think that's happening. I think that dies with LeBron. I really do. Um, these manager style, I want everything done my way type of players, you would think um, would start to come out more and more because of the way um, they were raised. Um, they are millennials like myself. Um, and it seems like they're almost more used to playing for a coach. They don't have that terrible problem that players like Kobe and Jordan had um, where only Phil Jackson could tame them. You know, their mentalities, although that's what made them amazing, were so toxic and so... They were driven. They were overly driven. And, you know, Phil Jackson was the only guy that could coach Jordan. Um, he figured it out. But really, Jackson was the guy that, that really did it for Kobe, too. Um, and you kind of see the same thing with LeBron. He's very particular there particular, pardon me, about his coaches, you know, 
Uh, I don't know why. I don't know if that's the way. It's the reason that uh, the Luke Walton talk came out. But, you know, back in the day, uh, David Blatt, LeBron didn't like that when he was with the Cavs. You know, now Blatt's in fucking Israel. You know, that's where he's coaching. Israel. Uh, Tyron Lue. Gone. Done. Not a coach anymore. He got along with Eric Spolstra um, really well. And it seems like uh, he's not, maybe not getting along with Luke Walton, or maybe he just wants more power than Luke Walton. And that could be a problem. Uh, Luke Walton's not old. He's not an old guy, you know. It's Bill Walton's son, so think about when Bill Walton was playing. I think Luke Walton is in his early 30s, maybe, or late 20s even. Um, I could be wrong about that. Hold on. Okay, I was wrong, way wrong. Uh, he's 38, so he played. Uh, he played in the NBA. He played 10 seasons as a forward, and he got two championships with the Lakers. Um, but maybe LeBron wants too much power. You know, I I don't I don't think we're gonna see that going forward. I don't think there's gonna be players that that want all the power that want to be the masterminds. Um, I think that's that era is going to end. Uh, as much as that almost pains me to say, because I kind of like the way that LeBron functions. Um, as as not only a player but as just a savvy guy, he's has his finger on the pulse within the NBA landscape, within the film landscape, the production landscape. He's smart. He's an intelligent man, and as as time progresses, I think um, we're gonna see a return to coaches run the teams. GMs are GMs, players are players. And I don't know if that's a bad thing or not, but I have to come out and and say uh, about the thing that I just read, although I agree with the first part, um, that LeBron is, is pulling strings and trying to, you know, be the GM of his team by not playing or playing or picking the games that he's playing in or faking an injury. I agree with that. There's something fishy going on, obviously. Um, But I don't think the NBA and LeBron are in cahoots to pick the next face of the NBA. I think LeBron wants to continue to be the face of the NBA for as long as he possibly can, and I think he will. Um, But uh, that's the end of that. I know that was a long, convoluted uh, discussion, and I know I moved off and on, but um, you guys got to tell me uh, what you thought of that. Uh, there's a couple more things I want to talk about before I end the podcast. Uh, it's been a long time since I've sat down in front of a mic and just talked. Uh, you have to bear with me and remember that sitting in front of a microphone and just talking and staring at your desktop uh, kind of makes you feel like a crazy person, so... Um, sorry about that, but, uh, there was one more thing that I wanted to talk about that, uh, I just actually saw on, on Twitter, um, and it is regarding, uh, Marcus Stroman, so I actually 
I'm a big Marcus Stroman fan. Um, he is a pitcher. Well, yeah, he doesn't have an offer right now, which is what I want to talk about. But he's a pitcher for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, cool guy. Um, really interesting and charismatic. Uh, he can actually rap too. Um, but anyway, he there was some drama last year with uh, him regarding uh, disgruntled uh, front office and disgruntled him. And he says that the Jays haven't offered him a long-term deal at all. So it looks like he's 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 on his way out. Um, I think this is a guy that people should be looking at, like seriously. Um, NL teams, you know, if, if I know we don't have much room uh, at, at the Phillies, but Stroman is a guy that, like, holy shit, I think he can really fucking improve uh, improve a, a starting pitching lineup. And if if the Jays don't give him anything, then like. People need to be ready. Like, they need to start moving fucking money around because this is a guy that you you want on your team. He's young. He's hungry as fuck for a championship. And although he may, he may, he may want a significant sum of money. I don't think he's gonna he's gonna flop. You know, I think he's really gonna be worth the money if somebody goes after and buys him. Um. He's been disappointed with that organization for a while, um, and he's he touched today on the fact that there weren't enough veterans in the clubhouse to show these young guys the way, and that he's really disappointed that he hasn't been approached or been approached about any sort of contract extension. So, although he said he wanted to play there um, and that he's been wanting to play there for a long time, uh, he wants to sign a long-term deal. You know, he wants the security, and I get that. He's a young kid. He wants to make sure that he's got the bag secured. Makes sense. I would, too, um, if I was in his situation. But he said he's been offered nothing. So if if that says anything to you, uh, like it does to me, that means he's, he's getting ready to move. Uh, he's not going to be there. And I really hope somebody jumps on him. I wish the Phillies would jump on him, uh, but it seems like we're not going to have any money for a long time because we're going to go out and drop 310 over 10 on Bryce Harper, which I can't stress enough. That's a terrible idea. We're going to take that $31 million a year hit for Bryce Harper. Now, I know there's no cap limit in baseball. I know. But thirty one million a year over ten years. That could decimate what the Phillies can spend on anybody else, any other pieces. I know this is a win now move. I know we just got fucking JT. I know we're signing our pitchers to contracts. I know we just re upped uh Nola. And I know we have a pretty young team still. And I know Bryce Harper with Hoskins uh, would be quite a fucking dynamic power hitting duo. Like, I get it. And as much as I would love to see us win now, um, I think we have a window for sure. 
and I think we do need to make moves uh, in order to get enough players for us to win in this, you know, I'm going to say four-year window. These next four years or five years, maybe. Really lucky if it's six years. I think this is our window. And it, I'd like to give it another year and see if we can make other moves that that aren't Bryce Harper. I, I just don't know what it is. Maybe it's the same way I felt about picking up Jimmy Butler. Um, but the stakes weren't as high picking up Jimmy Butler, you know. It wasn't about the money. It was about his attitude. I just don't know if it's going to pan out for us. I think it could be dangerous. I think 10 years is a really long time. I think that contract is is scary, you know. Uh, this is a better guy uh, than, let's say, what the Cubs did a couple years ago with signing Jason Hayward to that fucking disgustingly large contract you know Bryce Harper Bryce Harper is better he is a better outfielder he is a better hitter he is a better player all around the Cubs made a terrible move but these long-term contracts scare the living shit out of me they're scary as fuck they can either make your team great for the next 10 years or they can literally decimate your money and your organization I have just watched the Phillies be dog shit for the past, it's 2019 now, last good year really was 13, uh, that I enjoyed watching them, so, you know, it's been six years, I'm, I'm tired of the Phillies being shitty, I want them to be better, and I don't know if this Harper move is the one for us, I know he's amazing, I know he's good, um, but I'm going to be skeptical. I'm going to be skeptical until he goes out there and takes us to the playoffs this year. Um, I think I think this could be seriously detrimental. Um, I think the, the disastrous uh, outcome is probably not the one we're going to end up with. I think if we do sign him, he'll end up being pretty good for us. I just don't think he's going to be as good for as long as people think he will. Um, typically that turns out, that's how it turns out with the long-term deals. You know, he's going to give us something for sure. He might take us to a, he might take us to an NLDS, but I don't know if he's going to take it to an NLCS or the series. I just can't see it happening. Um, I hope it does though. So let's hope I'm proved wrong. And you know, that we have no idea if this is actually what's going to happen or not. Um, supposedly the Giants are throwing money out, and I saw today uh, that that the uh, the Mets are somehow in play, and obviously there's still that massive deal from the Nationals that's hanging out. Um, but uh, I think Bryce wants to leave the D.C. area, and I can't blame him. D.C. fucking sucks in all ways. Um, that stadium is Citizens Bank Park South. You know, it's dog shit. Uh, there's nobody there. Nobody wants to be in D.C. unless you're in politics. Place is trash. Um, Philly, come on, baby. It's a city of brotherly love. Uh, I can see why he'd want to come, uh, come here. And I wish that we'd be pursuing Mike Trout, you know. I think someday we will see Mike Trout in red and white pinstripes. I can only fucking hope... Uh, I'd feel much more comfortable signing Trout than I would signing Bryce Harper, but that's obviously not the situation we're in. So 
I can hope and pray all I want about that. I think we're going to be waiting a couple more years before that happens. But I appreciate you guys listening to this. Um, and bear with me. I'll get better as I continue to record uh, these podcasts. Sometimes it's nice to sit down and talk in spoken word instead of writing. Um, but I want to be producing more content for uh, for these types of, uh, for this medium at least. Um, so guys, let me know what you thought. Um, and I'm glad you can finally put a uh, voice to the words that you've been reading. Thank you guys for watching and tune in again. Uh, you can follow me on iTunes or SoundCloud. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you for listening to the Slightly Different Sports Podcast. I'll see you soon.